1: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up.
0: You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here.
1: Raider Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Patch podcast. As you may notice, the opening voice is a little different. This is Tyler uh, hanging out with my boy. The lusty voice of Birch that the the crowd just loves and chants for. Welcome to the show, Birch.
2: Thank you. It's good to be back. Missed last week. Apologize for that, but we're ready to roll. That's all right.
1: We'll have Urban Meyer give you a talk about uh, missing team meetings and going to places you shouldn't go.
2: Will it have to be in the bar?
1: Yes, you'll have to meet Urban in the bar. Anyway, Raider Nation, <laughs> nice to have you back for another episode of the Behind the Patch podcast. Um, we do have some call, well, a call from our first mate, the Burton, that we will get to a little bit later. Um, but, Birch, steer this ship. What, uh, what are your thoughts about the game on Monday night against the Chargers? A horrendous loss a 28-14 drubbing at the hands of the Powder Blue Pansies. Um, <laughs> what What are your thoughts on that game?
2: Oh, it hurts. It hurts really bad because I I thought this was not the Raiders of old. And, and yeah, I don't know if it's time to hit the panic button yet. Um, obviously, it's just one game. It's early on in the season. I don't think any of us predicted us being three and one at this point you're correct but none of us did to lose a game like that to a uh, an afc west rival uh it stings a little bit you know uh, it always stings
1: the, a little extra when you have to lose to the lowly chargers
2: yeah and then you have to hear from the chargers like they're the five. best team on the name and on the planet <laughs> and their five and, fans <laughs> well, I saw a few fans get their butts kicked by Raiders fans in the stands. Yes, which, they
1: did. That's yeet. for running your stupid mouths.
2: Yeah. Don't do that, people. Don't do that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's the fourth game in a row that we've decided to spot the other team at least a two-touchdown deficit uh, or a two-touchdown advantage this one. We decided, hey, let's try and Really give him a, a good head start and give him a three touchdown advantage. <laughs> let's give let's them only three get touchdowns.
1: One. Let's only get we'll one first play.
2: down, the whole first half. Let's give them three touchdowns and let's see what we got.
1: Didn't we have like 51 yards of offense at halftime?
2: Oh, something like that. It was, it
1: was pretty pathetic. It, I, I'm it pretty serious. sure it was like 51 yards of offense. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I... It was a horrible game. I should have known that the night was going to be extra weird when it was a delayed game in a dome because there was a lightning warning out. Like, How in the Sam Hill do you create a $5 billion stadium and it's not safe to play in inclement weather? It's inside like everybody was down on the field, but it wasn't safe enough for the players. Like that seems like I was talking to Micah. That seems like a major flaw in the design of, of a building. When And obviously Gruden didn't like their visitor locker room either. He said it's like a maze. So <laughs> anyways, that's beside the point. But I should have known it was going to be a weird night when you get a delayed game in a in a gosh dang dome for crying out loud! That
2: <laughs> well, and I even told you guys before the game started. I said, I mean, I picked the Raiders to win. I thought we would go in there and I thought we would take care of business. Uh, and then when as game time got closer, I I texted you guys. I said, I don't have a great feeling about this. And lo and behold, here we are. So yep.
1: here we are, three and one, coming off the 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 butt spanking if you will um from the sandy or not San Diego the Los Angeles charges go charges <laughs> go um so yeah that was that was pretty bad Monday night it, I I did not appreciate uh really any of the first half and then I just I I just could not believe the garbage that we were watching. And, and especially on offense, like I believe that garbage led to the tune of 46 total rushing yards on the game. Uh, Carr only had 196 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception to Derwin James that I don't know who the Sam Hill he thought he was going to throw that to i waller was in the vicinity but i mean it hit derwin james right in the chest so i don't i didn't understand that pass whatsoever there was a, a missed shot to Ruggs. uh whether that was Ruggs's fault or Carr's fault the world may never know and just kind of like it we may never know how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie pop but <laughs> the uh the shots were there in the second half, and, and we were had the ball. We were down by seven, and then we doinked a field goal from 52 yards. Even Carlson, like, had a rough time getting yeah. it going in that well, game. Well,
2: and I really thought, I mean, we had the momentum. We scored the two touchdowns in the third quarter, cut it to 21-14. We get another stop at the start of the fourth quarter. We hit rugs on a deep bomb. We got the ball first and ten on the f- Chargers' thirty-five yard line, and everything just falls to pieces. Even if you get a field goal at that moment, the momentum is still going. But no, we miss a field goal. Wait, we we run it on second and second and three, was it? Yeah. Anyway, and then. We come stuffed. out on third and three we're trying to go to Renfro and they bracket him on the outside and they double team Waller and card takes a sack and and I just and like everybody said or what I've read I feel like the air went out of the ball right there for us that was it that was momentum but if you make that field goal you're down four you your defense is our defense was playing great the second half like shut it doing what we were supposed to do And even if you hold him to a field goal, you're still within a touchdown, and you still kind of have the momentum. But after that missed field goal, I mean, that's to me, that's well within Carlson's range. I don't know what the heck was going on. But anyway, yeah, just kind of a disappointing end to that game. Yet, here we are. It's a long season. Got, what, 13 more games to go. Just got to keep, fix what we suck at which is which kind is of like
1: running the football
2: <laughs> and not letting car get shellacked back there
1: yes uh, up to this point I think the Raiders have given up 12 sacks on the season Birch uh, mm. let me go to Raider Nations favorite um, favorite person with stats his name's Josh Dubow if you haven't heard of him uh, everybody loves him but he speaks truth many times that the uh the wicked find the truth to be hard sometimes um let me let me find this oh come on now i just had this all pulled up and now it's not gonna now it's not gonna be there of course bear with me raider nation hold on just a second um, yes, 12 sacks, tied for the fifth most in the NFL this season. And it's tied for the fourth most allowed by the Raiders through four games since 2000. They gave up 20 in 2006, 14 in 2013, and 13 in 2010. Um, not a not a great way to keep um, car happy. Not a great way to keep drives sustained. Um, Birch, I know we've got a lot kind of planned for this evening. I I would like your take. Um give me give me a bad and an ugly from this game. I don't really even feel like talking about good. There was not much good that came out of this game. Give me a bad, give me an ugly, and then I shall do the same.
2: Well, I want to give you a good to start with because there was one Amazing play by one small five foot eight wide receiver on a punt, yes. on a fake punt, where he just destroyed this guy who thought oh, I got a free first down. No, Hunter Renfro made a better hit than anybody on our DBs.
1: That is true, El Casador, yeah. as I call him now. <laughs>
2: And, like you said, like actually like Josh Dubose said, he has as many pass breakups as one of our first-round cornerbacks. Not to name any names, but...
1: Arnett. (laughs) It's Arnett. That's who it is, Raider Nation. Arnett, who pulled his groin and is now out.
2: Okay. Um, I have... Okay, a bad and an ugly. Sorry, I digress. That's all right. The bad... God, There's the bad to me has there's got so to much be to choose from. <laughs> I know. The bad to me has got to be our first quarter starts. We talked a little bit about this before we started the pod today tonight. Um but like it's the third game in a row we decide to spot the other team. Like, why not and you like you said, you looked it up, you're a stat guy. But we for the last I don't know how long, like we always come out two runs and a short pass and we punt. Like Yep. I've, seven times year, in the
1: past 52 games.
2: Last year though, I felt like we did we scored quite a few touchdowns on the first drive and kind of set the tone. I don't know what's going on this year. I don't know I don't. why we we come out with a conservative approach instead of you know straight out coming out and saying like, "Hey Suckers, I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. We're here like But, no, we decide that we're going to just – I don't know. Anyway, the ugly – Hmm. To me, it's got to be the offensive line. I can agree with you there. One, we don't have a run game because our offensive line stinks. Two, cars getting pressured a lot, and we know what happens when – Carr gets pressured. He gets antsy in the pocket.
1: Careful, and, Joey Boza.
2: <laughs> I didn't say he sh- he curls up in a ball and in the fetal position and cries. How dare you?
1: That's um, what you insinuated. But, but Raider Nation,
2: recall with me last year. Derek Carr turned over a leaf last year, and he used his freaking legs to get some first downs and to make things happen. I don't know what's going on. Like, like get outside the pocket. Make something happen. Like, just don't... I mean, I understand those are big dudes coming flying, and it's probably a lot faster than we realize. But, like, this is your eighth year. Like, do something. Yeah. But the offensive line needs to protect him better because we all know that when Carr is protected, he picks people apart. And so that's something that's got to get fixed.
1: Yes. I was going to go... Um, with the, as the, I didn't really have a good play. I guess a good play was cars, 51 yard pass, uh, to rugs a, a bad is you mentioned this. It's gotta be our, our running game. Um, let me read you some more stats. Cause I'm a stats guy, Birch. That's what I, that's what I do. Um, I hate, I had all these stats and now they're like, they're leaving. So, um, once again, from Josh Dubow, this is about Josh Jacobs. All right. Josh Jacobs has 23 carries this whole entire year. Number one, whoever the fan was that said that I didn't know what I was talking about, about this ankle and turf toe not being limiting and that all he needed was three weeks. <laughs> did it look like he needed three, just three weeks of rest? No, it didn't. Josh Jacobs did not have any burst or any dance or really show me anything in Guys, that game.
2: Tyler's a flipping doctor. He knows what he's talking about. Thank
1: you, Birch. Thank you. It's about time my greatness is recognized on this podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, But Josh Jacobs has 23 carries this season. He has been held to zero or negative yards on six of them, which is 26.1%. He gained more than five yards on four of them, which is 21.7%. He was held to zero or fewer on just 15.3% of his carries as a rookie and 19.4% last year. Um, the offensive line is where the run game starts and the offensive line does not intimidate anybody at this point. I think everybody knows that they can push Leatherwood or leather sandal as I'm calling him. They can push leather sandal wherever they want. Uh, on the left side, Colton Miller is better. He's a like graded a seventy four point one by PFF. Yeah, can we uh, just
2: go over our grades? How they just you know like
1: absolutely. Would you like plummet? to read those off for us, Birch? Read sure. read aloud for the class, please.
2: Absolutely. Left tackle Colton Mer- Miller seventy two point one, ranked sixteen out of seventy three left tackles. Left guard John Simpson forty six point eight rank 67 out of 75 center Andre James who we have all the confidence in the world who we decided to trade an all pro pro bowl center who never gives up any sacks 38.8 which ranks dead flipping last 33 out of 33 I thought there was only 32 teams that's how bad it is he's 33rd anyway right guard Jermaine I'm not going to try to say his last name 57. Illuminor, Illuminor 57.9, which is 48 out of 75, and Mister Leather Sandal, 31.1, which ranks dead last, 73 out of 73. Great yes. job, guys. Great idea. Let's blow up the offensive line. Let's just tear it down and put trust in a bunch of people that have never played.
1: <laughs> now. I will say this in defense of the offensive line. We thought Denzel Good would be at the right guard position. That did not work out. We also thought Incognito in my personal opinion in kind of a silly fashion thought, "Oh yeah, he'll be fine. He's just coming back from an Achilles injury. He'll be fine. He's 38, 39 years old. He'll be okay. He'll be he'll be fine coming off of that injury." Well, Sorry, I wish you would have consulted me because that's not the case. Like, Incognito already strained that Achilles. I don't think he plays the rest of the year, Birch. Um, And even if he does, like, you really think that he's going to be super effective when that's one of the biggest muscles you use to push people forward is digging your foot into the ground and pushing off with your Achilles uh with your yeah. your gastrocnemius with your soleus that it's not a good combination it's just it's not we'll we'll put that one to bed right now but that line is garbage like Simpson's worse than a Luminor. 67 out of 75 at least a Luminor is 48 out of 75 uh, but i mean How in the Sam Hill do you expect Josh Jacobs to run the football when the line (laughs) is just getting shoved right back into his lap? Or when we call dumb plays like running out of the shotgun. I've never understood running out of the shotgun. It just doesn't make sense. About the only time we moved the ball on the ground in the game on Monday night was when we went like two tight ends set with Ingold in the backfield and we ran a power eye scheme and we would get like three yards a carry, but three yards. I mean, I guess if you do three yards a carry four times in a row, then yeah, that works, but that's kind of tough sledding. I, I just, I wish that we could, I wish we hadn't have blown up our line. People complained and whined. Oh, they're not doing a good enough job in the run game. That's why they blew it up. Well, do you like this run game better? Do you is, <laughs> is does this make you happy to see like Andre James getting his butt pushed back into Jacobs right at the On line his back, <laughs> or or just getting pyloned, just like a car hitting a cone in traffic? <laughs> like do you, that doesn't make me very happy. It doesn't make me very happy either that they they're not very good at protecting car, um, in any. I, I listened to this thing you sent me today from uh from Chris Sims, and and this is another one of Raider Nation's favorite people to listen to. Chris Sims and uh, what's the guy at? at oh, oh what's the other guy's name? Anyways, um, so Chris Sims was saying like your when you get hit as a quarterback, your body remembers how you how you got hit. It remembers that feeling that it doesn't really like being hit, um, and so you kind of start to, you know, you protect the ball a little bit more, you you protect yourself from getting, you know, teed off on as well, which Carr kind of ducked down a little bit early, and, and Joey Boza, I'm sure everybody in Raider Nation has heard that by now, kind of said, yeah, if we could rattle Carr early, we knew we had a chance to win, because he just curls up into the field position i don't think that's really fair but we have seen that happen before um that's that's just part of life is yes that has happened before and it does seem like when he gets pressured that that happens more frequently Um, granted
2: um they did make a good point they said because we know Carr is prone to fumble the football Yes. And he saw that there was nobody open, he wasn't getting it out of there. So instead of risking it and taking a getting a fumble or a turnover, we I mean we were clearly still within Carlson's range. Just right, he's hit that the before. Protect the football, get down.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's I mean that's not a terrible thing. It's better than throwing an interception when you think that you can continue that momentum and have Carlson hit you know, a 52 yard field goal, which he has done before. Um, but yeah, it's just the, it's bad. Birch. The offensive line is bad. Now there are some rumblings that leather sandal may get put at guard. And then they bring in Brandon Parker. We're going to talk about this later in a different (laughs) little section. So I will leave that to the listeners' discretion and your imagination, and we're gonna I'm gonna cover the ugly. The other ugly for me were injuries that happened to important players in this game. Yes. Uh Trayvon Mullen played six snaps, Birch. Hurt his foot. That doesn't sound very good. Um Arnett, that actually might be addition by subtraction. So that one may not be <laughs> ugly. He played I can't remember, 22 snaps or something something like that. Um, <sighs> but he hurt his groin. Hobbs allegedly had a concussion, but he was back at practice today. And so he was he may... listed
2: on the injury report with a shoulder.
1: Okay, well, we changed it from a concussion to a shoulder injury. Um, so hopefully Hobbs can still play in the slot. That means you've got Casey Hayward, who was a little bit banged up. Hopefully, on a short week, he can get feeling better quickly. And then that leaves you with Amik Robertson on the other side, Birch. Um, Amik Robertson actually wasn't too terrible. Uh, He played on the outside. He was an outside corner at uh, Louisiana Tech. And then we tried to move him into the slot. He didn't do so great there now he probably will find himself starting um at the outside corner position barring some acquisition we did not go out and try to get Stefan Gilmore um right. allegedly there was not enough cap space
2: which on that point with a meek um he was he how tall is he he's like five eight
1: yeah. Yeah, he was matched so. up
2: against Mike Williams all night, who is six five.
1: Yes, and Williams and he had one his, catch.
2: He held his own against him.
1: Yes, he did. He had one. I mean, catch all you really have to do is throw the,
2: throw the stinking ball up and let him let Williams go get it. But
1: I don't know. No, they so were that too was busy picking on using Jared Cook, a tight oh, end, gosh. which has plagued us in the past. Imagine yeah, that coming true. back and biting us in the rear end. I think he had seven for 70 and a touchdown or something like that. But yeah, it was like Keenan Allen didn't kill us. Mike Williams had one catch for 11 yards. That didn't kill us. It Killed was... my
2: fantasy team, little turd,
1: <laughs> but it was Eckler on the ground for 117. That hurts us. And, and some receiving yards that he's always going to pick up. Um, cause he's pretty good back out of the backfield. So the ugly is we may have lost Trayvon Mullen for a while. Um, and hopefully that was it. Um, another, another ugly thing was like one of the only plays where I saw Cleland Ferrell actually like do something good. He got a face mask called on him. That was also ugly. But Birch, it, it was not a very pretty game. Um I I noticed that Joey Boza also ran his mouth after the game talking about the poor officiating. How about uh we get a holding call once in a while on Max on Max Crosby? Like can can we buy a holding call sometime? Like there was one picture where somebody had him in a sleeper hold. I know that those referees are right behind the quarterback. They you're telling me they can't see that the man's getting choked out. Um, it's just mind boggling. I'm not going to blame the loss of the game on lack of calls or on the referees because we did not help ourselves any in the first half coaching sucked the play, like the play of the offensive line, the defense held their own. I thought in the first half, like, Eventually teams are gonna score. If the offense gets enough three and outs, the, the other team is going to score. Um, yeah.
2: I mean we they gave up the the first drive, the touchdown there, but then nothing until the end of the second when they tacked on two touchdowns, which that touchdown right before the half, that one hurt. I would have gone for, for it on fourth and, and short there, even yeah, if I was in my own territory.
1: I I agree. I I don't know, but then again, our offensive line cannot create any push, so you're like, well, just sneak it. Well, Andre James probably falls <laughs> back into car and tackles him <laughs> five yards behind the line. That's probably what would happen. Like, If you can't tell, I'm not an Andre James fan. I think Leather Sandal, he can be okay um, with time. I wish, I, I mean, you looked at the... The Chargers first round draft pick. Um his name escapes my mind. He's an offensive lineman. It's not Darisaw. Um the kid from Northwestern. I can't remember his name. No, I'm sorry. Can't but
2: remember either.
1: he I he looks like a legit tackle. Um I I, I just I don't know. I, I think Leather Sandal, though, has potential at least. Uh, Andre Slater, James, Rush, Rashawn Slater. Slater, that's right. Um, Andre James just looks like cheeks, uh, and and he has no business playing center. So, Birch, we're gonna go into a go into a little bit of a segment that we used to have: buy, sell, or hold. This is a segment where we talk about a couple different topics. And whether we would buy stock in the topic, whether we would sell, or whether we're just going to kind of hang out and watch. So the first the first question for you, Birch, is about our offensive line. And I alluded to this earlier, The there are rumors that the Raiders may move Leather Sandal to the right guard position from the right tackle position leaving brandon turnstile parker to come in at right tackle next to leather sandal birch are you buying selling or holding your stock in the fact that brandon parker is a better tackle and would provide more stability than leather sandal at at that position buy sell hold what's your oh what are your feelings
2: Oh, I'm probably going to sell. I mean, as bad as Leatherwood is, we kind of went through these growing pains with uh, Colton Miller, his rookie year. I I hope that Leatherwood can turn out to be the same. It's just a different game. Even though he was playing in uh, Alabama last year against some of the best competition in college football, it's just a different game. You're, I mean he's faced some really good pass rushers through four games. I mean I, I hopefully he can learn but I don't care for Brandon Parker. I know that's yeah, it is what it is. I don't he either is the turnstile and gets a sack or he's holding like every time. So yep. I'm selling Bob.
1: all right. I I also am selling, and the reason why is because we have watched Brandon Parker for three years continually do the same stupid things every time he steps onto the field against first-string players. He either false starts or he holds and gets us a 10-yard penalty and the negating of a really good play. The problem I have is we had the opportunity to draft Derrissaw if we wanted a right tackle. And we also had the opportunity, now, this one, Tevin Jenkins, I think it's Tevin Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, He was from Oklahoma State. I think we dodged a bullet on that one because he had back surgery. Back surgery is never fun. That is not something that you really want to fart around with or have a history with because it can creep up again very easily. So we may have dodged a bullet on that, but we are seeing other tackles that have stepped in and they are doing a great job. A lot of people had Leather Sandal projected as a guard in the NFL anyways. If we had a decent backup at right tackle... I would say yeah, scoot him over to guard because he played right guard at Alabama. Scoot him over and and let's put someone in that can actually block a defensive end. The the problem that that I have seen between or the difference between Colton Miller and Leatherwood is not like when you look at the numbers, it's not that crazy. It's not that much different. Parker through, or er, I'm sorry, uh, Miller through four games gave up twelve pressures, and and Alex Leatherwood has given up uh, eighteen pressures through four games. The problem is, or the difference that I see that has been brought to my attention is that the Raiders, when they drafted Colton Miller we're not good anyways so we did not expect the raiders to win then in the first place we we're like yeah let the kid grow let him make his his struggles let him learn from mistakes um with leatherwood like if it was not for this offensive line i th- we expect more this year that is the expectations are greater for Leatherwood than they were for Colton Miller. Colton Miller, we were like losing. We weren't a good team. We weren't in a win quickly mode right now. I feel like the Raiders, their defense is better this year. And now the thing that has held them back is their offensive line play and their running game. They just have no physicality uh, at the point of attack. And a lot of, Raider fans, myself included, are frustrated that Leatherwood is our first round pick this year, and he's just not that good yet, and we want him to be because we feel like if we could have him play better, we would be like, we're kind of in a win now mode, and we want him to play better. We need him to be more solid To be like, yeah, we're going to make a good playoff push because we need a running game in the playoffs. You need all aspects of the game, and we're just not getting that from him at this time. So that being said, do I want Brandon Parker playing right tackle? No, because I've seen him for three years just be absolutely terrible. What what? do I think has changed in those three years? Well, I don't think anything's changed. He played left tackle all preseason. Um, They want him to be the backup tackle either on the left or the right, but there's a reason he's a backup. It's just, to me, I don't... I think if you want to be good now, you're going to have to make a trade for a right tackle or you're going to have to make a trade for a right guard to do something to sure up that right side of the line. Um, right. And for heaven's sake, maybe we should try Nick Martin at center and not put stinking Andre James out there ever again. Or maybe we put James at guard, but James played tackle in college. Maybe we put James at right tackle, put Martin in at center and Illuminor is serviceable at right guard. I don't know, but I do know that this line and Gruden's like, oh, we're happy with our offensive line. It's it, There's no way they're happy with the offensive line.
2: I'm pulling the Birch. BS flag on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm throwing up my BS flag too. We all know that Gruden wants to run the football. He wants to dominate the line of scrimmage. You think he's happy with like traffic cone Mart? uh, Traffic Cone James getting bulldozed every time. No, there's no way that that makes him happy. There's no way that he's content with that. It's It's got to be window dressing. But anyways, I'm also selling Brandon Parker at the right tackle to make this line better. I don't think that makes the line better. Um, it's like putting a piece of duct tape on an inner tube and hoping you get down the river a little further. It's just, it, it usually doesn't end well. Um, Okay. Well, that was, that was fun. Uh, (laughs) Let's do one more buy, sell, or hold Birch. The Arizona Cardinals are the lone unbeaten team in the NFL at this time. Are you buying selling or holding stock in the Arizona Cardinals? And just so you know, they play the 49ers at at home in Arizona this weekend.
2: Hmm. You know, I haven't even really paid attention to or looked at them. I know offensively they're kind of a juggernaut. I mean, Kyler Murray, uh, as, even though he's a short little dude, <clears throat> he uses his legs very, very well. And I think he's accounted for like 12 or 13 touchdowns. If I'm correct Mm. between passing and running, um, they've got Hopkins on the outside. Um, AJ AJ greens playing well, they've got James Connor in the backfield. Who's picked up the slack here in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to buy on that. Um, like I said, I don't know about their defense. I haven't really looked into that. Um, but however, anytime you got a playmaker at the quarterback position that can can beat you with his legs or with his arm, um, I think. And I think they they played a, some good teams too. So I'm buying on that one.
1: I'm buying as well with the Cardinals. What's interesting to me about the Cardinals, um, I'm trying. I'm looking up their. Uh, their schedule so they that's preseason preseason so they just they they beat the titans 38 13 on september 12th opening day they beat the car the vikings by one and they probably should have lost to the vikings but i think the vikings missed like a 30 yard field goal or oh, something yep, like that yep,
2: that is correct
1: then they played the Jaguars 31-19 beat them. I the most I impressive... uh,
2: retract my statement that they played some good teams.
1: Well, I mean the Titans <laughs> last year went to the went to the playoffs. <laughs> I think the Vikings did the Vikings go to the playoffs or did they miss the playoffs last year?
2: I don't recall.
1: I think they missed the playoffs. Then they played the Jags but they did beat the Rams 37 to 20 last week which that's a that's a pretty impressive win because the win. Rams were coming off a victory over the butts yep <laughs> or as the rest of the world knows them the Buccaneers we call them the butts here um and that's an ode to our dear friend Micah rest his soul um but the the Cardinals play the 49ers this week and then they play the Browns the next week and then they play the Texans I think their biggest their biggest test is going to be the Packers on the 28th of October um those are that that is kind of a tough game right now the 49ers I think they're starting Trey Lance this week that will be his yes, his are. first start um and welcome to the NFL Trey Lance and so I'm buying the Cardinals as a good team. Right now, they're in first in a very tough division. Uh, the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, they all all—they all won their first game, and they've gone different ways since then, but I'm buying the Cardinals as, as legit contenders for the NFC West spot. Birch, do you have any buy, sell, or hold questions?
2: Well, not necessarily, but... Um... That that kind of this this segment kind of brings something up that I'm a little perturbed about. Oh, um, okay. That's a good word, huh? I like to yes, use that perturbed. word.
1: Yes, perturbed. It anyway, rolls off the tongue well.
2: Yeah. Um, so there was a segment on Bleacher Report. I don't know who did it, whatever. Pretenders or Contenders. And they have I I always get a little little peeved that we never get any respect. They have uh, the Broncos as pretenders, we're pretenders, um, and I think the Bengals are pretenders. Um, then they have the Chargers as contenders and a couple others. I don't recall the rest, but it kind of ticks me off a little bit because we beat the Ravens, who now are three and one as well, and think and everybody thinks that they're the best team in that there's ever been. Um, and I mean, yeah, we beat the Steelers, which at the time had beat the Buffalo Bills who are on a tear now. Um, then we beat the Dolphins, which, yeah, okay, whatever. And then we lost to the Chargers. And even though we lost in really ugly fashion, we were in that game. We had the momentum. We were driving again, going to score again. And then I don't know what happened. So it just kinda ticks me off a little bit. Like we're a quarter of the way through the season. And I mean I get it though, because the last couple of years we've started off like this. We started off six and two, six and three, and then decide, hey, that's good. That's good. We don't need to win any more games. (laughs) So I get I get the hate, I get the disrespect, but I just hope that this is different. I hope we can resolve the issues that we've kind of touched on. Um, But I don't know if we can sustain this type of play over another 13 games, possibly more if we make the playoffs. Like something's got to change. Gruden and Mayock need to swallow their freaking pride and maybe look for some offensive linemen out there i don't know there if there is any because obviously i mean we're a quarter away in the season so there's probably they're probably available for a reason <laughs> right but that, i that's mean it true. can't get it can't get much worse than having a couple players that are in last place being graded by pff so
1: right yeah well i know that sorry one just name- on my
2: soapbox there
1: one name that I've seen is, um, oh, David DeCastro, oh,
2: Dillard, or uh, Andre Dillard too.
1: Andre Dillard was—is is he's a tackle? Yeah, right. Did he play for the Chargers?
2: I can't remember. I know he's with the Eagles right now. Okay, or was. Uh,
1: so, so would we have to trade for him? Is that what you're saying?
2: Mm. Let me look it up. I don't know.
1: I, I know David DeCastro is a tackle who played for the Steelers um, for a while. I also know he's past his prime, but I don't think that he could be any worse than what we're putting out there right now. I mean, we've got one of the lowest graded lines in the NFL and, and it's just not getting any better. And I don't see it getting better in time. For us to, you know, make in time for the playoffs to make our deep Mm -hmm. run in the playoffs. Um, let me see. There was one more. There was one more name that I saw and I, um,
2: We would probably have we would have to trade for Dillard. He's still on the active roster. Okay. For the Eagles.
1: I mean, Donald Penn, could we get Donald Penn to come out of retirement? <laughs> I saw play? somebody
2: on Bleacher report in the community say, We need to go sign Coleccio Simile. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but he's he's kind of like an incognito. He's older. He blew out both of his patellar tendons last year. Oh. Uh, probably not a great, <laughs> great addition.
1: Uh, so, so we've got um, David Castro, who's 31. Um, I know that there's one, that there's one player that would not, he would not come play for the Raiders. That's Mitchell Schwartz. And, and I, I don't even care. Like That's fine. You can stay in retirement or whatever for all I care because he's a Kansas City Chief and his brother is a freaking nincomrod himself. (laughs) So the Schwartz brothers can just stay away from the Raiders as far as I'm concerned. But the name that that intrigues me the most is Guard David DeCastro. There's also um, a tackle from that played with Green Bay last year. His name's Rick Wagner. Uh, he came in and did a pretty decent job at filling in for, I want to say it was Bakhtiari on that right-hand side of the line at tackle. I, I don't know why we don't give those guys a call. Um, Damar Dotson from Denver, I I can't remember if they gave him a contract he's 35 though um so kind of way past his prime but as i'm looking at all of these like tackles and stuff um dj fluker a guard that played at miami is available um there's there are there are people that are available that i think would be probably an upgrade at this point. J.R. Sweezy, a guard from New Orleans or that played at New Orleans. Um, those are just a few of the names that are that are popping up on on this website that I'm looking at but I I honestly I don't think that they could really be that much worse than what we're putting up with right now. And, no. And so that being said, um, I'm just – I'm not real sure I, – I don't know. I, I'm not a GM, and I – sometimes I like to pretend to be, but I'm not uh, – I'm not happy with the offensive line, and I think that is a big flaw that needs to be changed, especially – we're going into this week Birch playing the Chicago Bears. That that makes a Baker's dozen, Bob. <laughs> Anyways. Um the
2: return of the Mac. Yeah. Again.
1: Mac comes back. Um Which
2: is gonna be a problem though, because we we talked about this too. The Bears lead the league in sacks fifteen yes, through four 15.
1: games. And we're and what, fifth and giving up sacks. So that I, that could I be can, a rough day.
2: Yeah, I can almost guarantee you that Mac will be lined up against Leather Sandal all game long. So, Carr better better keep his head on the swivel, is all I can say.
1: Yes, and, and the problem um, with all of that that I see is that we've got no run game. So, they can just pin their ears back and be like, well, if they run on us they run on us and we're going to assume that they probably can't run on us anyways. And so that's, you just pin your ears back and you get after the quarterback because that's the only thing that we have. So unfortunately um, that does not make for a good game plan. When, when you come in and the other team knows you can't run the football, it's, it's a little tough that that whole game to throw the football because that's what they've planned on you doing and that's what they've practiced all week is, is a plan on how to stop the, the passing game as well. Um, the, the bears did announce that Justin Fields is going to be their, uh, starting quarterback, even though, um, Andy Dalton is feeling better, but Justin Fields is going to stay as the starter. Um, Birch, what are your thoughts on this game coming up against the Bears? I think a lot of fans feel that it, it it's a should be a gimme game. I have um, my own thoughts. What are yours?
2: Well, first of all, there's no gimme game in the NFL. So anybody that's saying that needs to be slapped upside the head. I mean, he, he, it's any given Sunday, like the saying goes. You can you got to show up and you got to put out. So I mean. Uh, another important player, I think, for the for the Bears, that's uh, out with a knee injury for like five to six weeks, is their best running back, Montgomery. So that's that. That's helpful. Um, I think if we can put pressure on Fields, um, and make him uncomfortable, he's gonna make some mistakes. He's a rookie. Um, he. I don't think he didn't have too impressive of a game last week. I don't think from what I remember, I only think he threw for over just over a hundred yards or something like that, but he's a mobile quarterback. He's going to make some things happen. So we got to keep our rush lanes. And, but I do, I do like what, um, what I've seen from our pass rush from our defense. Um, I guess, Kind of backtracking a little bit, can I just give some props to Mr. Darius Phylon?
1: Yes, you can.
2: He's been a great addition there uh, at the defensive tackle position. So uh, I like him, and I like what our defensive front does. I'm just a little leery, (laughs) even though it's a rookie quarterback, I'm a little leery about what's going to happen this weekend because of our injuries to our secondary. Um, But like you said earlier, we have Mr. One number 22, Keyshawn Nixon coming back. So we shouldn't be worried. We should not. No worries there. Raider nation. No, no Um, worries
1: at all. When it comes to a cornerback position, even, even if Mullen is out, Keyshawn Nixon returns, I've been told he's the best corner uh, since sliced bread. So um, I don't. I I have my own thoughts as well about um, the Raiders matchup this week. I don't like the defensive line against our offensive line. Um, That just worries me a lot because they've been not so good, and we took we spent a lot of time talking about how putrid the Raiders uh, offensive line is. And I also do. I also fear the quarterback thing because it always seems like the Raiders make a quarterback look a lot better than he actually is. The We've had some games against quarterbacks like Nick Foles that throw seven touchdowns on us. We've had games against quarterbacks like, Drew Locke, who looks like an all star, my <laughs> my fear is that maybe Justin Fields is like I'm gonna have a game where I look like an all star because I'm playing the Raiders, and if that happens, that worries me. Um, I I just I don't know it it the biggest th- concern to me, and it has been since week one is the offensive line and the offensive line got exposed bad against the Chargers and I'm afraid that that's going to be the downfall of this team and that's going to be the the uh fallback is well at the end of the season we look back and we we say well if we would have had a decent offensive line we would have been a, we would have won more games and and that's going to be the built-in excuse is that the offensive line needs time to gel or the offensive line was banged up or the offensive line, this or offensive line that the reality of the fact is the Raiders organization decided to blow up the most stable pos- like position group really that we have had in a while besides special teams and decided to blow it up that it wasn't good enough and now it's worse than it was last year we we don't i don't want that as a fan i don't want to see regression i like to see progression every every year and in this case i see a ton of regression along the front the front 5 and that's that's just how it is um birch give us a give us a couple bold predictions and give us a score for the bears game.
2: Okay. Um are we doing one offense, one defense again?
1: Sure. Yeah, you can do whatever the heck you want.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: Um I
2: am going to say on defense we're just going to do collectively as a defense here. I'm going to say we're going to notch six sacks against Justin Fields. I like Um, it. I think if we can put some pressure on him early and often, um, we can either force him into sacks or force him into turnovers. Um, We just got to be disciplined with our pass rush. Um, Oh, God. Offense, this, this might be... Bolder than bold can be right now at this stage, but I'm going to say Miss Josh Jacobs gets our first hundred-yard rushing game of the year.
1: Ooh, that is bold. That is very. Oh wait, bold.
2: wait! I must, I must retract my statement. Peyton Barber did have a hundred-yard rushing game. Yes. Against, yes. He but did. it did take him five quarters to do so.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true.
2: But Josh Jacobs will get his first 100-yard game, and he will score two touchdowns.
1: Okay. Well, there you have it, Raider Nation. That's what's going to happen. Birch, give us a score.
2: Oh, sorry. I apologize. Um, I think, you know, as much as I hate losing, especially to the Chargers, I think it was kind of a – Left a sour taste in our mouths, Uh, and it was good to get punched in the mouth early in the season. Um, I don't think anybody expected us to go seventeen and zero or seventeen and one, if you will.
1: Um. Um, Yes. Yeah, I've seen (laughs) that as well. That we actually play eighteen games this year. Nation.
2: (laughs) Um, but I think that we have a bounce back game, um, and we're going to win this game. Um, It's going to be closer than than we would like, but I am going to say Raiders get the W, move to four and one, and the score is going to be 27 to 24.
1: Okay, so a close game, a three-point game is what Swami Birch has decided. All right. For my defensive, um, I'm I'm gonna say we get two interceptions off of Justin Fields. I'm like gonna say it. one is gonna be from my boy Trevon Merrig, and I'm going to say that the other one is going to be from the old Wiley vet Casey Hayward. We're gonna get a couple interceptions off of Justin Fields, um, because of pressure from the front four. Phylon, um, Max Crosby, Ngakwe and Washington slash uh, Solomon Thomas slash uh, Hankins. There we go. Those are the guys that are, are up front. And I've liked what they have done up front all year long. It's been pretty amazing to see the front four get pressure on a quarterback and then see see some sacks due to just the the corner's abilities to guard people. That's also been nice. So I'm going two interceptions um, off of Justin Fields. I think Rugs is going to put up 150 yards receiving this week. Ooh. I think Rugs goes off and they go early and often deep shots to Ruggs because the Bears' secondary is not very good. Their front four, really, really, really good. Um, They also have Roquan Smith, uh, unless he's out. I can't remember if he's injured or not, but uh, their their, their secondary is not very good, and I do not feel that they have anybody that can stay up with Ruggs. I, I think do Rugg-
2: like what Ruggs has been doing this year. I will I say do that too.
1: I've, I have eaten crow on rugs and I hope he continues to develop. He's stretched the field. He's done exactly what we've asked of him to do. Come up with some very timely plays, not even just deep shots where he's wide open, but contested catches, uh sideline toe taps, all great plays. Um, but I think rugs goes off for like 150 and two touchdowns. And we're saying maybe this is Ruggs's come out game. This is where the rugs that dominates. This is his coming out party. Um, I like it. And I think that I, I picked the Raiders to win this game before the season started. I'm going to stay with that pick. I think it's probably around like, um, I'm going to say 20 to 14. It's going to be kind of a low scoring affair. I think that the bears will manhandle our offensive line, but we get enough, a couple deep shots and scores that way. Um, But I think we can still get the W. uh, David Montgomery is out for the next four to five weeks. And so, that makes it a little bit more difficult for the Bears as well. He had some a couple nice runs the past few weeks, um, but he will be out. Um, but once again, it always scares me when the Raiders play anybody, even if it's backups, because the backups always look like all-stars. So,
2: you know, it's kind of like, I don't know what it is with my teams, but it's like when anybody plays the Jazz in basketball, the Utah Jazz, it doesn't matter <laughs> who it is. Someone is always going to go off for a career high. It doesn't matter. Every, yep. every time. I don't know what it is. And it's kind of the same way against the Raiders. Everyone has amazing games against the Raiders. Just don't understand it.
1: Nope, I don't either. Birch, we need to do a few pick 'em games. So, let me get to the NFL schedule for week five.
2: Hopefully, they go better than last week.
1: Yeah, last week's picks for me were not good at all. I think I won one after only losing one the entire week before. Uh, Birch, we're going to start off with the... Hmm, who should we... Let's start off with tomorrow... The Rams and Sea Chickens in Seattle. Who have you got between the Rams and the Sea Turtles? Oh, Hawks, um, even, I'm sorry, it's late.
2: Even though the Rams kind of got shellacked by the Cardinals last week, I I like that team. Um, they're kind of a surprise. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Rams.
1: Awesome. I, too, am going to go with the Rams, even though the uh, Seahawks are, it, it's a division rivalry. The Seahawks are coming off of a win over the 49ers. I think the Rams look to get a little bit of revenge, though, and I think that they beat the Seahawks. Um, we go down the list, a couple of three-in-one teams, Packers at the Bengals. Who do you like in that one, Birch?
2: Um, this this could have been a a buy, sell, or hold one on this one. I don't know if I yet fully trust the the Bengals. No offense, Stallin, but sorry, bro.
1: <laughs> He'll take it I, out on you. Ice fishing.
2: Yeah, uh, I still I think that uh, um, Aaron Rodgers is still a little peeved from uh, people doubting him from the first game when they laid an egg. So he's out on a mission, and I'm gonna go. And plus, that Rogers devontae Adams connection is on fire. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going with the Packers.
1: All right. Um, I think I also shall roll with the Packers on that game. Um, I can't remember. Have how many have we been doing? Like four games. I think so. Four games. Um, let's scroll down here. What about the Browns and the Chargers? In Los Angeles, I wonder if they'll have a, a lightning delay in their, in their $5 billion stadium again.
2: Oh, man, that's a tough one. The Browns have a pretty decent defense.
1: And the Browns also have a very good running game.
2: Which starts with a very good offensive line Hmm. um for our sake I'm going with the Browns <laughs>
1: <laughs> well see I wanted to I was gonna go with the Browns as well um and the reason why is because they have a they have a great running game Kareem Hunt Nick Chubb the Chargers may not be like in 30th place in the run game anymore because the Raiders like spotted them 46 yards. So <laughs> that's going to make their averages go be a little bit better. Sorry, be a little bit better. So I'm going with the Browns upsetting the Chargers at home on a shortened week. And I, I, so far this is kind of boring because Birch and I are just agreeing with everything. The last game that we're going to talk about is the bills and the chiefs at home for the chiefs. Uh, this should, this is a Sunday night game. This should be, this should be a wild game. I, this should be a really good game. Probably why it's on Sunday night. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. I think the bills take this game. And I know that that sounds crazy, but I do not see the Chiefs' defense stopping Josh Allen and company. And I think the Bear, or the Bills' defense, is just good enough to get a couple stops when they need to. Um, and and the the Chiefs go to one and three, but I'm choosing the Bills. Uh
2: the Chiefs will be two and three.
1: Oh, two and three. Travis. Oh yeah, they're two and two right now. I'm sorry. They'll be two However, and three.
2: Uh this is a boring segment because I, I totally agree with you. I, I was I like the Bills. Um we saw the Chiefs defense get picked apart. Um they're not that great. Um and I like Josh Allen. Um he's And why do you like Go-
1: Josh Allen, Birch?
2: Well, first of all, because he played at the University of Wyoming.
1: There we okay. have it. Go Pokes um
2: and also because i think he's playing at a pretty high level right now um and their defense the bills defense is i mean they shut out i mean they did shut out houston but and they I shut mean,
1: out the dolphins two weeks in a row they've had shutouts
2: so i mean you're not going to shut out patrick mahomes but if you can slow him down enough i think i'm going to go with the bills
1: i think the bills create enough turnovers to help themselves and and I think that, that helps them. I know that Tyreek Hill's coming off a gnarly game. Um quite a few fantasy points for people out there. So but I think the Bills get that one done. So we will have to ask Micah what his thoughts are when he gets back. Birch and I have the Raiders winning this week. Um I hope they don't let us down to me this feels like a really important game um to win and i think we just i think we need to go out and take business or take business take care of business there we go um and and just play a good game from the first quarter to the fourth quarter i think if they can do that i think the raiders win the game but they're not going to be able to spot the bears and their defensive line another like 10 14 21 point lead. I just don't think they can do that again. And and that's what it's going to take is they're going to have to come out and be more consistent running the football pa- and and in pass protection. They've just they've got to figure out a way to move the ball on the to, on the ground, and through the air. I know that's Come out
2: the gates firing, man. Yeah, just
1: come out the gates and, like, throw a couple deep bombs. Like, what's the worst that... The worst that happens is an interception, I guess. But, you know, put it out there. They got a couple pass interference calls in the game Monday. Like, start off with a bang. Like, don't run right up the middle two times and then pass it for... 3 yards and punt the ball. Like let's let's come out firing on all cylinders. A- and the offensive line, maybe the first play you run a run and you just say, "Look, I want you to drive the person in front of you as far back as you can and just show them that you're here for business. Like show them that this is not this is not somebody to mess with." I don't know if that's possible, but it'd be really cool, Birch. I can dream, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: Thank you. Thank you for not crushing my dreams. Birch, do you have <laughs> anything else to contribute this evening?
2: I do not. I think we've pretty much covered it.
1: All right. Well, Raider Nation, if you ever want to get in on the podcast, we, oh, we forgot about the Burton. We've got to put the Burton's sake. We'll put the Burton in right at the very end, and then we will sign off. So here's the Burton.
0: Tyler, Micah, Birch This is James Burton Or as you better know me The Burton It is the day after the debacle in Los Angeles And man, I I am uh, thoroughly Thoroughly deflated It's not losing a game The Chargers, I mean we knew they were good Not that at all it's it, that first half of football last night that reminded me of the clueless, hapless days of the Raiders that we've had way too many of in the past 20 years where it's just it, it's like there's two different classes of football on the field, and I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't know how you how you're a professional football team that wins three games and how you you have all of this supposed talent. And you have a good coaching staff and you come out on the field and you look like you don't know what is going on. You look like you're playing against a team that is in a completely different class as you. It was horrible. That first half was horrible. Yeah, and they made a little rally in the second half. Big whoop. Um, I know you guys keep it real. And, uh, until, until the Raiders can play a season, without at least having one game where they are totally, just totally crushed and outclassed on the field. Man, we're still a long ways off, in my opinion. And every year it happens. Last year was against the Falcons. Uh, every year we go out and we we just lay an egg on the field. And I'm not, I know we're going to lose games. But to just be completely out of it in a game is inexcusable. So, anyway, Tom how I'm feeling, man. I figured I would Drop y'all a line and share my disgust. I'm sure y'all are as, as sickened today as I am. Oh, but I'll keep rooting for the Raiders. Just win, baby. All right, see y'all later,
1: Burton. Thank you for the phone call. I apologize. I was gonna get that call in earlier on the podcast, but I think we touched on pretty much all of his his disappointed views, his sadness and the things that he saw from the game earlier in the podcast. Birch, if you don't have anything else for the nation, I am also out of ideas and things to say. So if you want to get on the podcast, give us a phone call, uh, 208-557-9771. That is just a voicemail. You can leave a voicemail. We'll play it back on the podcast. Answer your questions and uh we if that is it birch i don't have anything else other than to just say just win baby